Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined to my right, I got Vance. To my left, I got Ranger. So you know how that goes. Uh, Vance is in front of Ranger. Uh, we got Todd Young on the phone. We also have Tony Grant. Hi, Tony. Hey, what's happening, guys? Uh-oh. Hello from Kentucky where it's snowing. <laughs> it's snowing here, too. <laughs> snowing here in Pennsylvania. So, But it's March still, so it's all right. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not gonna really beat around the bush too much here. This podcast brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products, fattyzmuskie.com. I do have the website up and running, taking orders. Everything seems to be good there. Uh, I do need to add some more items, but all in time. Um, you can also find the stuff. I shipped a whole bunch of stuff this week to Team Rhino Outdoors and Muskie Tackle Online. You can check out their selections at Muskie Tackle Online, Team Rhino Outdoors. Um, we're going to be at the Musky Max. We're going to hit on this a little bit harder. That's coming up just in a few days. I'll have every. I'll, I'm bringing everything, so we're going to see how this goes. But come down and see us there, uh, Todd. Yes, sir. Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. MCFishingGuides.com. Give us a call. We're booking up trips. Uh, this is a. I've been sending dates out to people like crazy lately, and uh, this is a big show coming up. So. A lot of there's going to be a lot of stuff filling in, you know. So if, if I sent you the dates, don't be upset if you get back to me a month later and those dates are gone. So uh, between Vance and I, we'll do our best to get you in. We're going to fish from uh, Labor or Memorial Day through mid November. Don't know what's going to happen here in PA yet. I've been getting some calls, but uh, I'm a little nervous. We got new boats ordered, as we've talked about from Vix Marine, uh, but our Vix Sports Center. And uh, I just want to make sure they're here before I start booking trips and I'm ready to go. So uh, we're going to see what we're going to do here in Pennsylvania. But uh, Chautauqua Lake will be ready to go Memorial Day through November. Uh, Give us a call. We'll get you on the books there. MCFishingGuides.com. Perfect. St. Croix rods, best rods on earth. Uh, If you're in the market for a new rod, check out St. Croix. They have a great selection from ice fishing to surf rods. Yeah, and uh, Vic's, Vic's Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. Check them out. They have Rangers, uh, which Todd and myself are getting into. Uh, they also have Star Welds and Starcrafts, uh, and they also have great service. Um, and with that, yeah, Ranger Boats. Check them out, too. That's what, we're, that's what we're rigged up for. Super excited about that. New boats, new year, new you. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Um, what's that what you say that he's still getting grayer <laughs> who me <laughs> hey i'd rather I've been gray. Me. you're getting grayer <laughs> I'm, I'm losing my hair so i guess i'd rather have gray hair than no hair man i, I don't think i have any grays yet maybe one or that's two me. No, yeah. that, that, well that's a green hair color for men (laughs) Tony's a salesman for just for men (laughs) trying to get a plug for them and you know (laughs) I gotta get my supply get your supply (laughs) oh gosh so uh, let's talk a little bit about Muskie's Inc now Tony you know a thing or two about Muskie's Inc don't you well I know the first time I ever heard of it I think it was 1989, and I joined it, and I've been a member ever since. And not the greatest active member, but uh, try to either participate or donate in everything I can. 
Uh, I've gave uh, over two hundred thousand dollars worth of gift certificates to Muskie's Inc. Holy smokes! Uh, I've served on their uh, um, advertising board for two years without pay, but I still believe in them, and I believe it's a good, good organization that is getting smaller rather than bigger. And if I look at some of the bodies of water, uh, you know, for instance, there in your state, the biggest thing is uh, the Chapter 50 over there. Those guys came and fished with me for years because all they could catch was 26 to 30-inch tigers in uh, eastern PA. And they formed a club. They raised them. I went there to speak at uh, Cabela's one time, and uh, these guys were raising them in fish ponds, uh, aquariums, and now they've got their first 50-incher confirmed 50-incher out of their own stocking. I think it's amazing. Yes, and and it takes takes that national, you know, that's hard to do just to like a local guys get together as a small club and say, let's form a club and try to do this. You need the power that a national organization like Muskie's Inc. has, and that's well, the one, that, that's that, the big all thing. All right, I hope do. we don't get into a bickering section on this, but <laughs> yeah. there is no money in the National Muskie's Inc. Association. It has to be raised within the clubs. I mean, mm-hmm. they got their very little profit to put into youth and uh, environmental research. That's their goals now. And, uh, you know, I just... You know, what these clubs have to get in mind, and a few of them have had that problem over the years, is that you're not going to get any help. You're going to give them the first year's membership, and your club's not going to get any. But Mm. from then on out, you got to do it yourself because they've got no money. I mean, no, no. They got no money. The name helps, Uh, you know, talking about stuff they've already done, uh, you know, and I understand on, what you say, but I think the bigger the club and the, a new guy is in the helms, all the old regime is out. And mm-hmm. I believe if you get a good club together, you'll get some help from them wherever they can. You know, whether it's nets to go to keep the birds out of the feeding tanks. You know, we were at Roanoke, West Virginia the other night, or the other day, and uh, doing a road rules, and the DNR guy spoke, and it took $17,000 to feed muskies in two of their stocking ponds, just two, 17000 for the year. And uh, that's that's not labor, that's cost of bait. And, yeah. you know, that money's got to come from somewhere. I, yep, and we're yep. last on the list on these states. We're, we're way at the bottom of the list on who the state thinks that's going to bring in money to their to their area, whether it be walleye, bass, catfish, and crappie. Mm-hmm. So uh, these clubs got to work for themselves. They really do. And we just need more members. More members is more dollars. And, uh, you know, more dollars will take it a long way in muskies. And I think if you're a muskie fisherman, it's your obligation, in my opinion, at $45 a month, when I look at lures out there selling for 90 uh, lures were uh, there was tons of lures in Chicago that you could buy for 90 bucks which blew my mind <laughs> it's just crazy isn't it I can't even it blows it. my mind yeah. and then there was some there for 140 mm-hmm. but then there was some there for 160 that's really tough to use at Cave Run 
Because there's Half a lot of people lost snacks. their minds. <laughs> I wish I could figure out how to sell a rattle bait for forty bucks. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but check it. You know, check it out. Check out your local uh, chapters. I believe there's like fifty-six chapters. There's eighteen states. Some states have eight or ten chapters. Some only have one. But uh, you know, there's got to be someone close to you. Get involved. They can use the money. The local clubs can, and uh, you know they've done a lot over the years. Starting to catch and release. We've talked about this every week, every time we do the podcast. And you know, there's new people there, as Tony said, and uh, you know they're they're trying to get this rebuilt. You know, I think we need them, as Tony said. Also, I think that it's sort of. I think you should look at it as an obligation because anything. You know, we need all we can get. Uh, this is the only national group that is out there to help us. And, you know, if they're going to X some fishing and hatcheries and things like this, muskies is probably going to be first off the list because, uh, you know, we, we are the less lesser number of most all the fishermen out there. So uh, we need to stay, stay in tune with that and remember that. So check out your chapter, find a chapter in your local area, see what they have to offer and, there's a lot of fun can be had doing local tournaments and stuff. It's always fun. You meet people and you always hear some great stories of, uh, you know, guys that are, are, are getting into the sport and meet up with someone and, you know, check out your local chapter. And Zach Baker's putting on a good uh, local tournament for his New York chapter at Chautauqua Lake on June 23rd. Um, nice. <laughs> I've seen that today in the Muskie Zinc magazine. Mm-hmm. The Chautauqua Lake hey, one down. plug I wanted to get in, if I could, is uh, Muskie Road Rules. Uh, Greg Thomas and I, we are giving a free lure to anyone that signs up uh, for Muskie Zinc at the Muskie Max this weekend. And it's a hundred and sixty dollar one. It's the hundred and sixty dollar one too. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got a lot of expensive ones. <laughs> Funny thing about it, we had Muskie Zinc donated all the lures this year. And uh, they're from Tackle Industries. It's a shad bait. And uh, two little girls this weekend at Cave Run got them at our uh, road rules or the Muskie Fest. And they caught fish on them this past weekend. And they were oh, both nice. nine years old. One caught two and one caught one. Pretty awesome, but two of the fish came on those shad wrap looking baits that uh, Muskie Zink is giving out. I thought that was cool as hell. That is awesome. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. So, so anyway, you- join up this weekend. If you join for one year, you get one bait, two years, two baits, three years, three baits. I packed the box full. I got some good stuff in there. Um, so think about uh, joining up this weekend. It's show Muskie Max is going to be awesome. There's a lot of cool cool guys there that uh i haven't seen i haven't seen the shows in a while and uh or ever and i just think you know it's always a great show and you know we're the motel is not going to be there after we leave so should we just destroy the place as we go yeah. <laughs> no they're turning into a retirement home i think we had road rules there a few weeks ago so um so this is it for this uh, place what was that? Th- th- this is it for this place? That they're, it's Yeah, they're uh, March 15th. They're doing a changeover to a retirement home. It's really pretty on the inside, but the rooms are very, very outdated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
mean, that means they're outdated. That means next year the Muskie Max is probably going to be at a different place. Oh, he already knows it. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to talk about what I know about that, but uh, which is not a whole lot. But yeah, he's definitely <laughs> out for next year. We already made our road rules uh, scheduled for next year, and the girl had to call me and say, "Hey, we're turning into a retirement community." Is that the, is that the yeah, same place you've been doing the road rules the last few years? Tell no, that was the first year we've ever done it there. I just did it there because oh, Sean called me and okay. told me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we were doing it at the Sheridan. Yes, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, yep. we did it at the Sheridan. So we moved that around, uh, but we had a good crowd there at Pittsburgh this year. It was a lot of fun, and uh, but we got to move it again. And Sean has to move his show for the third year, third time in three years, which yeah. really stinks. But got to do it. Got to do it. So, yep, Muskie Max, come down and check us out. We're going to have lots of stuff there. I'm going to have track. I just picked up some track. Anybody out there listening, it's a good time to pick up your track for your boat. And you don't have to pay to ship it. And as Andy does a lot of our shipping, and uh, you know, you start shipping two pieces of three and four foot track around, uh, it can get <laughs> it can add a lot to your cost. We're going to have the best price that we can do on it. We're going to have track in six, nine, twelve, eight, uh, six, nine, twelve, twenty-four, thirty-six, forty-eight inch. All those sizes are going to be available. First come, I got like probably four of each. Last year we went through some of it right off the bat, so. Uh, uh, if you want to pick up your track, hardware is going to be included. We'll have that along with your AZ rod holders. We've got the new soft tail, six inch jerk bait, which, uh, not just, we, we made a couple dozen and, uh, we're going to get rid of them down there and maybe, maybe do them again next year. We'll see, but, uh, we're just doing a few of them. So check us out. Vance will be ready to book some trips for June. My June's about booked, but, uh, Muskie Max, this is it. This is our last go because next time we'll be talking about it in the past so that's right so bring the family it's an enjoyable show it's going to be great we look forward to it it's right now it's very stressful for me i'm getting everything packed up but it's it's all going to be good here in in a day or so everything will work itself out and we'll be there with bells on Mm -hmm. cutouts you're having some more cutouts i have yes i have more cutouts i have a couple Three different silhouettes of muskies, two different silhouettes of walleyes, and we're just going to see where that goes. I don't think we've ever oh, even I, talked about it on the show. I don't know. What's up, Tony? I thought, I thought you were talking about the life-size uh, silhouettes of Todd casting or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can do that. Yeah. there for a second. <laughs> well, do you want me to do one? Hey, you know, the, the, this weekend, if the guys want to hear some good seminars, not just because I'm there, because they always get to listen to me, but... I mean, you got a river fisherman in Kentrail. Uh, you got Jason Guitano for Big Water, which you know how popular St. Clair is right now. Uh, I, you know, I think it's a, a real good lineup. Uh, you know, if you want to catch a, catch a speaker, uh, I'm going to be talking about, uh, community spots, spots that people really don't want to hit because everybody hits them, but you know why everybody hits them? Because they're good yeah. spots. So, I'm going to be talking about that, but I just thought there was some real interesting stuff with having the big water guy and a a river guy. Yeah. Nice. Great. Good deal. So, all right. With that, Tony, is there any other plugs you want to get out about yourself? Uh, No. Come fishing with me or one of my guys (laughs) uh, in the high water cave run right now. Uh, But, uh, no, we were coming down pretty good. Uh, 
here. I like to get, uh, you know, people think a lot of times they look at me and think, oh, he only does guy trips. My lodge is open for rental for anybody, uh, except for people that keep muskies. We don't let them in there. But uh, <laughs> uh, anybody else, is, uh, you know, it's a reasonable price per night. You got hookup, you got facilities that, uh, well, Todd's been down there and so's Vance. You know, I've got a, a, a great little place down there. So you don't have to do a guide trip to come down, but. I always recommend fun. at least a day of a guide. <laughs> you know yeah. how that goes. I'm a guide. I'm trying to sell trips. But no, Cabron Lake, Muskie Lodge, that's all I got to plug. I like awesome. your turkey hunting. I know pretty soon you guys will be doing that. I, we were there when there was turkey hunters down there. Uh, that's yeah, cool. it, uh, it it won't be long. They'll be doing that. Uh, um, you know, we do that uh, musky-turkey combo uh and we're guys turkey hunt half a day and fish half a day. But we have a lot of just turkey hunters coming. Matter of fact, from PA, I've got some really steady groups that come come down. We've got a lot of turkeys if you're willing to walk up and down these hills. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Vance would be good at that. Yeah, I, ju- I just got to get into that turkey hunt. Turkey hunt, yeah. You know, yeah. i got to get yep. out and give it a Lots shot. Lots of stuff to do great place to stay we always have a lot of fun staying at tony's place we do that is something i i almost look forward to that when we go down to do the tournament uh you know it's about 50 50 <laughs> you guys are using the last ones to go to bed <laughs> yeah well it's because you are. don't quit talking well, we don't get out much i don't get out much so when i do i like to take it to the limit you know <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd like to think I, I haven't been down there but i'd like to think that like tony comes walking into a room everyone gets quiet gets into like a half circle around him and he just sits there and just tells stories all night yeah, i don't think That's i've bad. ever seen tony walk down well, there the he's just I always drink, posted up uh, and he's sitting there drinking. Hear, i think <laughs> <laughs> hey i wanted to plug that brian uh, clark he's uh I got semi-local guy there, and he's doing a seminar, too. Uh, so there's some good topics. I just think he's got it covered with big water and, uh, like I said, rivers and stuff like that. I'm looking forward to Muskie Max this weekend. It's a family affair up there, which I really like. Got some good door prizes and a bunch of great vendors. I know your booths are usually pretty rocking and rolling there. I like to keep mine in. I tell uh, Sean, keep my booth close to Fat AZ and Muddy Creek because they got people around them. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, it's like yeah. we're near Baker and, and like it's the overflow. That- yeah, but Baker, that don't last that long. Just like his girlfriend said, you know, it just doesn't last that long. He, he's out there by 12 o'clock. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell, can I tell a funny story on Baker without you all cutting it out? Oh, no. I don't cut any of this out, so. No. All right, we so here we go. Uh, three years ago, um, and you're going to have to help me with one thing about it, but three years ago, he shows up with this wood kind of whittled the stand and his baits hung off of it. He made little pegs to go in it. The thing was really pretty. And um, so he sold out in a day and a half. He had that girl with him and uh, he was being as crazy as he ever is. And uh, so he books. So who's the guy from New York that makes the baits and sometimes sells some of his out of the booth? Oh, you know what I'm An- Andrew? Might be. Andrew Holbert? Andrew. No, no. Older guy about my age, about my size, really. Mm. I can't remember. Anyway. I don't know. Mm. He leaves him there, and he leaves the the stand. And uh, Baker goes out and goes, I don't give a 
heck what you do with it. He didn't say heck, but I don't give a heck what you do with it. And so the guy says, you want this? I don't have room in my car. I said, I'll take it. I said, maybe it'll work at the lodge or something. Because it was handmade out of wood, you know, not... It wasn't finished or anything, but it was carved out. So anyway, I take it, put it in my shed. Don't really have anything to do with it. Greg Thomas's mom hears about it and says, I'd like that for a quilt rack. You know, because it had the boy. It was a really cool little thing. <laughs> so I give it to I, I give it to Greg's mom. About a month before the show, Baker, uh, the next year, Baker calls me up and says, are you, do you got my rack that I got? I, you know, I had to go through the whole story with him. And I said, I was there when you said, just get rid of the thing. Cause he was, you know him. So <laughs> he still gives me hell. I got to bring it up to him every time I see it. I always say, could you make me another one of them racks? <laughs> I remember that he, rack. He said, do you know how many hours I got into them racks? You know, and they were really cool, but that was his fault. Yeah, I, but boy, I, he sells out. He's got some great lures. Yeah, I, I remember that. I think that the rack you're talking about might be like, like actual like bark on the wood. Maybe the diameter of a baseball yeah, bat. Yeah, yep. yeah, it hit bark on the wood, and it uh, um, was kind of a tent shaped. Yep, you know, folded out like a tent shaped. It was really nice, really yeah. nice. I couldn't believe he's just walking away from it. But he had all that money in his pocket, that girlfriend with him, he's ready to roll, you know. He didn't care about anything. But man, uh, I love him to death. He's a good dude, makes some great baits, and really cares about this fish. You know, and that's the, the people that, that really do care about it. You know, you can be commercial at this, and most people have a problem with people being commercial, whether it's a guide or make lures or whatever. But 90% of the people still have passion and still want to take care of that fish, still want to make sure it releases good. And, uh, you know, that's why we need just more of that stuff in, uh, in our little fishing world. And it all comes with education. That's what I try to do when I do these seminars. I don't want to get up there and say, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. I want to talk about my experiences mm-hmm. and what I've seen. Um, you know, Green River in Kentucky has a real problem right now with the Amish, and I've been doing my best to educate some of these guys. I got about a third of them converted into catch and release, but the rest of them are putting them through grinders up in the parking lot, oh, and uh, it's killed Green River. It's just killed, but it's all legal. Everything they do is legal. Oh yeah, but it's yeah. it's killed a fishery over there, and some of the guys have been coming to our road rules, coming to our musky fest. And they're learning. If you want to keep catching these things, you got to you got to let them go. Yep. And that's that's still a problem that uh, statewide here in Kentucky that we got. It's just I got sent a picture the other day of a house within a mile of the lodge. It has thirty-seven musky heads nailed on the porch <laughs> or on the shed. And some of them really good ones. I'd heard about this guy, but I didn't think he caught that many. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were good ones. That's old school. Anyway, That's what it used to be. Catch man. them all during hot that. water months, which are easiest to catch down here. Yeah. In those hot water months, they really, really are. But you know, you can't do it, or I wouldn't have traveled all those years. Believe me, I didn't travel because I wanted to. But yeah. anyway, enough of me running on them, killing fish down here. 
Vance. What did they? You did, had a great year last year, didn't you? Yeah, I had a decent, decent year. I have, I have, uh, you know, a couple hundred heads on my wall right now, drying out. Decent <laughs> year. Had a decent year. Now don't try to be Spencer Berman now. Just face up to it. It's probably one of your best years, right? Uh, you know, you, you got you got a handful of fifties. Yeah, I mean, I, I I got some really nice big fish, but uh, you know, I think fifteen numbers wise was probably my best year casting. Uh, but uh, 2015, yeah, 2015 was my best year catch. Oh, I hate to put you on the spot, man. No, it's it's all. No, the I mean, more you get the fish, the more you catch. Yeah. Isn't that true? Yeah. The guy that spends the most time on the water usually catches the most fish. Yeah, and in you the can, long run, you can in the long you can run. develop a pattern yeah. and and figure out where the fish are going. You always have somewhere where you're going to be starting. You know, that's that's what helps out a lot. Time and and how many how many guys would you say fish should tackle per day? During the week, and then again on the weekend for muskies, muskies only. For muskies only during the week, I know that there's probably a handful. Ha- a handful. Me, Todd, and you know maybe a couple other guys on the weekends. It, it might it might kick up into there into twenty or into what twenty twenty five twenty five thirty something like that. But I mean Monday yeah. through, Monday through Friday, it's so nice up there. So you guys got it made. I love that place. You know, I've been there a few times, caught fish. I think every time, or lost one giant fish there. But I really like it up there. You guys got a good thing, and you guys are good people. I heard the the female legend of Kentucky is coming to fish with you guys. Yes, she is. Yes, and we are looking. Forward I just to that. I just got a message. She's uh she wants to book a couple of days, so we can't wait. I can't. Yeah, wait she to told me she was. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, tell her you're going She'll go as long as you guys keep her out there. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Cool. And if you don't keep her out there long enough, she'll be pissed off. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think She's we... a good gal. She, she loves it. What I love about Vicky, she knows what getting skunked's about. And that's what my fishing's about, getting skunked. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's caught a zillion, but she went two years in a row without one. Fish wow. was Scott forty-seven days without a fish. Holy moly! That's yeah. oh, that's a long. But dry she spell. caught zillions. But she ran into a bad streak there ten years ago. Wow! Could not keep one pen. Yeah, so I, I think we should, you know, Tony, introduce the the musky community that listens here to to Vicky. Who who is she? When you said the Kentucky Queen, all right, Vicky Banks. We call her the Queen. Of uh, Cave Run Muskie. She's been fishing down here since 2001. And I think she came with her boyfriend, and and she really liked it. They broke up. She just kept coming. Fished with Greg for a few years, but he was pre-med, and uh, so she switched over to Scott. Yeah, he was in school. He was in school, right? Pre-med. Yeah, he was still in school. <laughs> so it's been a long time ago, and uh, she uh, she says beer, uh, wings, hot wings, and musky fishings are only vices she blows money on. So she fishes a lot. In, in popcorn, right? Isn't yeah, she- well, she'll have some popcorn, and she'll have a salad with no dressing. But uh, <laughs> awesome! I think probably we go anywhere we go to eat. It's uh, hamburger. With nothing on it and a salad with no dressing. Wow, that's oh that's, my god! We got to introduce her to Andy. We go to dinner gonna, with her yeah. then because Andy just found a snack. Well, and remember, butter. you better go to a place with burgers <laughs> and 
and salad with no dressing. But yeah. she's a great gal. Think- she helps us with road rules. She handles our mailing out uh, list with constant contact. Great girl, and uh, she truly loves the sport. She, I think, took second two years in a row in Muskie's Inc. Uh, she averages about thirty fish a year. So, well, that's great. We're nice. going to take care of her when she comes up. Me and Todd will we'll get her on some fish, and then we'll have Andy come up and uh, take her out to dinner because they seem to like the same things with the. Burger with plain. nothing on it. Does, does she like Anybody cream soda? Plain burger, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you can't go yeah, wrong. He's a plain with burger guy, yeah. Man, I'm curious. I'm more curious about this Amish guy. I know that there's some... Every time I come down to Kentucky or I talk to you guys about Kentucky and stuff like that, there's always like some funny business going on with some fishermen down there. If it's somebody keeping them on a rope tied to a tree, uh, you know, I forget what... Oh, you're talking about catching them on limb lines. Yeah. See, limb, limb line fishing yeah. has been big here ever since I heard of muskies down here, and that was 1986. And you tied a live bluegill to a pretty sturdy limb around the water's edge. You let him swim down about two feet or a foot and just left him there. Come back and check him the next day. Well, there's and most of the time either the hooks broke off or they're dead, or you got a live one. But you know, whatever. It's like gator fishing. It's like you leave it out there long enough. So there's this genius at uh, uh, the marina that is using bungee cords doing it. Yes. Instead of worrying about the strength of the limb, well, he started out just doing it off his houseboat with bungee cords. And but anyway, he's in jail now, so that's all good. Not related to muskies, but in jail. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Amish. The, and I don't got. I don't have anything to, uh, against the Amish. They've built me some buildings. I think they're good people, but they just need to be educated. And the yeah. ones we've been able to educate at at Southern Muskie Fest and through road rules, uh, not so much road rules as much as Southern Muskie Fest. Some of them are getting it, you know. Mm-hmm. But they go out there, there'll be nine of them go out there, three different 14-foot boats, bluegills hanging over and just drift. And they'll catch three or four and they'll put them up in a grinder. Yeah. Just to use for... They make fish cakes out of it. I've seen the same thing on Lake Chautauqua when I was there. I'll never forget it. They were bringing in same, and I, I believe it was Amish up there, but the same dressing and... Fanfish. They brought in coolers and coolers of bluegill and run them through mm-hmm. grinders right out there in the parking lot in front of a place we were staying. Yeah, uh, and I watched them do that three or four days. And they said they, I, you know, I asked them and they said it was fish cakes. They mm-hmm. grind everything up, guts. Uh, no, they don't clean anything. That's disgusting. That, and that, they that make doesn't fish sound cakes out of Now, some of them said there was some of the fish they don't like that they make dog food out of it. My God! So, <laughs> my God, that's disgusting. But it's all legal; they can do every bit of plus. They don't have to buy yeah. a fishing license. I don't want to be too controversial, but they don't even have to buy a fishing license. I, I uh, just, so yeah, we're trying to. But there's, you know, an old guy named uh, well, the guy who taught me musky fishing. His name was Carl McClure. He lived on Longbow 
boat dock for 13 years. He ran the dock there for 16 years. But for 13 years of it, he lived on that little building at Longbow. He caught and killed in 16 years. He caught and killed 1,300. And probably a 1,000 of those were caught on lines just hanging off, you know, rods and reels hanging off the, the docks at night. Wow. Fish I bluegill. He had a fish fry for the first 10 years I was down here, at least eight years I was down here. There was a musky fry every other Friday night, or every other Saturday night at Longbow Marina for years and years and years and years. Hmm. He caught over a thousand of them just right there at the at the dock. I remember one morning Christmas day, I went down to say hello to him. It was a real cold Christmas. And this is hard for people to believe. I used to have a picture of it burn up my house fire. But uh, I walked down there and I said, that looks like a muskie's head and tail. The muskie was froze with its head out and its tail out of the water on one of Carl's lines. And, it, you know, the surface had froze and it froze that muskie there. Oh, 45 geez. and a half inches, biggest one he had ever got off that dock. Now, we've got 50 <laughs> inches down there, but out of the, in which makes me believe, now this has all happened in the 80s and 90s, makes me believe that uh, catch and relief does pay off. And that's why now down there around that marina, we're catching 50 inches. When out of 1,300, the biggest he ever had was that 45. But sure. he had a ton, of, a ton of big catfish hooks straightened out, too. So you never know. But anyway, catch and release, when I first started here, every 100 that were caught, 90 were kept. And now it's about just the opposite. So it's all good. It's going yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, we have, we, I mean, Todd, Todd can touch on, and we can step away from this fish grind and thing, but, you know, the education is important, these seminars are important, um, Muskie's Inc. is important, but we have a set of Amish uh, that come out with us, and they are just, they're fishermen. They, we they, we they actually met everything. them, I met them down at your show, Tony, down in uh, Columbus. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Down in I mean, there, we've run across them at several of the shows. There, you know, there's a lot of them that want to learn that part of it, which yeah. is cool. It takes education. They're no different than the people that live here locally. The old generation of muskie fishermen you know, killed every one of them. The new generation released ninety percent of them. So that's all good. Yeah. And I believe they're going through the same kind of stuff. They are. No, those guys came up. They met me. They were holding a big net that they bought at the show down there at your at, the, at your Ohio Muskie show, and he's like, man, I, I, we've been wanting to come up to that Chautauqua to do this, and the first thing I'm thinking in the back of my head, oh, geez, these guys are going to keep these fish. So I'm trying to come back and talk to them. Yeah, I said, you know, we do all catch and release. Three of them standing there, they got very straight-faced, looked right at me and said, we would never kill a muskie. I said, <laughs> well. Oh, nice. We're, nice. we're ready to go. Book it up. Let's go. Let's do They're this. They're just educated. <laughs> and that's yeah. the whole yeah. thing that I'm talking about. I'm not down in the hillboys mm -hmm. of Kentucky or yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Amish or the, the black guys that catch them off the pier up in Milwaukee and kill them. I'm not dogging yeah. anything like that. No. I'm just saying more education, the better it'll get. And the education that I can see until somebody shows me different, is Muskie's Inc. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Now you asked me, Tony. You 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 had mentioned you. I sent you some photos. What were you doing with those photos? You doing something in your seminars? You 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 wanted me to send you some photos of, of some fish that we knew that we recaught. Uh, did you have? Yeah, what, but, what, 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 uh, what I, I was hoping they were caught a little bit closer together. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was talking about community spots. I am oh, using, spots, as you said, within a quarter mile spot. And that's mm -hmm. big in an open water basin. But what yeah. I want to talk about is community spots. And you'd have to call where you're there catching and fishing within a quarter mile a community spot. Whether it's just you and Vance up there, mm -hmm. those fish hang in those same areas. Is yeah. my point, my thing. I've got one that we caught four times once on a rattle bait, 42 inches. I caught it that June on a, a June of uh, 16 on a um, uh, bulldog that was 43 inches. Mike Jones and uh, Lance Caesar caught it the next uh, September and November at 45 inches. And Obviously, the same fish. This fish has two yeah. markings that nobody else can see. But they were all within probably 40 yards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have I have some of those casting, too, that we we were doing some tagging up there in uh, Ontario. Yeah, you just want to show them, me big fish. Courses. I know you, Todd. You're, you're like Greg. you got to show the big ones. <laughs> yeah, I just gave you a couple of the big Yeah. <laughs> No, but I don't have pictures of some of those other ones. But uh, yeah, we, we had someone we were tagging that were caught like on the same bait, like in the same exact spot practically. We're like once in June, once in September, you know, like maybe three, three, three weeds down. <laughs> you know, Greg had one out that, on the flat. He caught every about every twenty days on the same little Arnie. Those are great guide fish, right? <laughs> but I used to, you know, when I was uh, getting the big tigers up in Wisconsin, I was getting them in the same 20 yards. We had names for them. I've caught them up to six times each on the same two two different baits. Caught them all. Pink wow. Grim Reaper and a pink uh, maps. Hmm. So these fish are crazy. And uh, I just, you know, the big, the reason I want to talk about what I do, I get a lot of guys come down from Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, everywhere, but uh, to stay at the lodge and fish on their own. And the biggest thing they tell me, even the guide trips, oh, man, we're going to fish over there where all them boats are. And I just trying to talk to people about, hey, there's a lot of boats there because a lot of fish there. Because that's the way it is at Cave Run. You guys have been there. When them yep. areas, certain areas turn on, there's a lot, a lot of fish there. Yep. And you can't be afraid to just get in line. You may yep. be the sixth one through, but you catch the fish. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. I've seen it happen all across the country. Uh, it just burnt me and Greg big time on Cass Lake because he wouldn't listen to me where to fish, even though I guided there for six years and he fished there four times. He wanted a troll, which in a trolling lake, and I told him they'd be caught in two different spots, and the first one through 14 were caught there. And that was the first time Greg ever apologized to me for anything, and uh, it took him about two weeks to do that. <laughs> when was it the took second about time? two weeks to, to do that. Oh uh, Post-Med, though, Greg is, he's wrote me a couple times, I'm sorry, the first... Uh, 18 years I knew him, he never said sorry. 
meds are working. Nice. So, so, so like, gotta, when you say right, does he I'll like... I'll just tell a great med story on Greg here real quick. Absolutely. All right, we're at Chicago Musky Show this year. Things are going okay. And uh, so we're coming home. Me and Greg's driving together. And behind us is Daryl pulling our trailer. So Greg says, well, first of all, he forgot his meds. So the whole Chicago weekend, he was getting worse every day. We call it good Greg, bad Greg. And he's getting worse every day. So he says, I said, man, we're going to beat, let's try to beat the snowstorm. Let's just run through a, a McDonald's, get us something to eat, and get on the road and take it with us. No, I want a set-down dinner. I'm in the mood for a set-down dinner. And he's all cranky. I'm driving, trying not to listen to him. I got my headphones in. And uh, we get to the restaurant, and the first thing he orders is spicy chili calamari. And he just says, give me the calamari. So he gets that. We order. He takes one bite of it. He goes, this shit is spicy. And I, yes. A spice, er, spicy chili calamari usually comes spicy, you know. Well, he throws one of his Greg fits, and I know he was on at least four days without meds. So he goes, I'm going to the car. Just order me something to go. He goes, I'll order it myself. He orders $50 worth of salmon, and I don't know what all this stuff is. Me and Daryl got chicken wings, and I got a cob salad. And uh, he runs out the door. He goes, just bring it to me in the car. He's in a crazy Greg mood. And me and Daryl just said, help us. I'm going to take our time and let's eat our food. I said, cool. So the girl boxed up Greg's stuff. She goes, he's kind of psycho, isn't he? I said, yeah. <laughs> so we boxed it up. All of a sudden, me and Daryl sat there looking out the window. And there goes the vehicle Daryl was driving with the trailer getting on the expressway. <laughs> Greg well, left. Daryl's like, my coat's in there. <laughs> Everything, you know, Everything's in there. <laughs> and uh, so I call Greg, and he's all cussing. He doesn't even wait for his food. He comes back around, pulls in the parking lot to drop off Daryl's suitcase and his glasses and shit that he had to have. And I give him his food, and I said, man, settle down. He takes two bites of his salmon and throws it out the window. Fifty bucks worth of salmon. Oh throws God. it out the window. And that was a typical Greg story. But me and Daryl like to died when we were just sitting there at the restaurant. We looked, there goes our musky road rules trailer <laughs> down the expressway. Someone's stealing our shit. Yeah. In, in Daryl's Absolutely truck. nuts. But he's good when he's on his meds. The man can eat fish. He, he is a one heck of a fisherman. <laughs> Did you pick up that salmon and eat the rest of it? <laughs> no. I thought about it, though. <laughs> I'm thinking oh about it right now. No, but, you know, that's just an old nutty old Greg. He has a good time. Yeah, we, we like those stories because when he's always on, he has Tony stories as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got a zillion of them on me. Most of them he has to make up because I'm not as bad as he makes out to be. <laughs> he no. makes them up. <laughs> now, me and Greg have done really good for the age difference. You know, uh, over the, you know, we've been together 14 years on this road rules, and we've, I guess, kind of been together 20 years on guiding in and out. And uh, it's uh, we work pretty good together. We 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 really like what we do for road rules. We don't make a killing doing it. Something for us to do in the winter months, 
but we feel that we give some guys some information. It, nothing better than to get an email with a couple of fish pictures from a guy saying, this is what, I tried what you said in Road Rules. And, uh, you know, some Greg's got going, which I, I don't know if you guys are using them or not, but those grips are unbelievable. And I'm not trying to promote them or anything, but it took him three years to get me to use in the grips. When you're pulling jerk baits, it just it just is is something else. And Greg's got thousands of people using them now. Realistically, I'm not so crazy on them on bucktails. I haven't got used to that yet. But man, any kind of jerking or jigging, they're just awesome. Uh, it takes so much control and how your hand can slip off the palm of the reel and it's just, uh, I think it's done a heck of a difference in my customers, and I make them all use it. So that's that's a good product for people to look at this weekend at the Musky Maxes, those those jig rippers, because they, uh, if you use them for 20 minutes, you're going to hate them, but the 25th minute, you're going to start loving them. So there's another plug I said I wasn't going to do. I know Todd uses those, has a couple on his boat. and I'm thinking about trying one out this season. You know, Vicky's going to be up there, and she'll have her gripper on there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you guys with them them baits just are going to see guys got much more control of the rod and reel. Uh, And I'm talking about people that don't fish much. Yeah. Um, Much more control, and I I think you'd really like them, but... It's it's a good product. Product. I, I, I played with it last year, Tony, and I'll tell you, uh, you know, just in getting to play with it last year for the first time, it it was a nice switch to when I did get to fish. I don't fish that much, but my uh, my wrists are sore. My wrists don't, you know, I've been pulling in big jerk baits a long time. It's just a different grip. I felt like, you know, the one thing that I saw was, when I did hook a fish, the first thing I was trying to do was scramble to get off the grip and grab hold of the reel because that's what I'm used to doing. Uh, yeah. But other than that... Oh, so you're a foregripper. No, I, I, I'm i a palmer, like grab the reel. Oh, okay, you are. Okay. You know, so and, and then you use your thumb a little bit as the drag if you need to, you know. So when I would hook one, that's the first thing I want to do is grab the reel. But I'll tell you, that's, uh, I never get into the foregrip. Vance is a foregripper. I was. Uh, I, I, I palm now. Do you? Yeah. You're doing that more? Yeah. yeah. I palm now for sure, but I'm going to check one yeah, out. That, 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 it was nice. I, I picked up another one. I, I picked up one of the nice cork ones this year. I'm going big time. <laughs> He'll uh, have those at Muskie yeah. Max, won't he? Yeah, I think Greg will have some. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, we'll have some up there. And Vance, if you don't have any yet, and then Todd, if you need some for a couple customers, I'm going to throw you a few, Andy, you too. Because I think nice. they're more valuable with customers than yeah. they even are with you. Your I did hand them. I did hand them to some people. Like some guys were fishing, and I was like, "Here, try this out." Because I knew they were struggling, you know. And then, like, so I only had the one last season. And the guy in front yeah. of it was like, "Well, what's that?" And he's like, "Got like an assault rifle there." I'm like, "No, nice. yeah. I'll get way to guys do it, a you know? few more of them at the show." And cool. uh, I, you know, I just think you're going to find that they're hook setting is a lot better with full baits and even just the presentation of their baits Mm -hmm. it's a lot better with that because they just got so much more control it's you've just got something that you know the the rod's not going to wobble in your hand but exactly uh, i think it's great for customers 
Andy, have you tried one? I, I have not. I, I do. You know, I did meet the guy that, that kind of invented it at Chicago. What was that, 14? Yeah, 14. He was just coming out with them. That's when you guys, I remember talking. I was standing there with Greg and him, and he was showing it around. And Yeah. yeah. It, the, the funny thing is, is like we, what was it? He, was that Columbus or something that, that he saw Project X? That might have been, I might have yeah. been messing up my, my cities here. But he, he was looking at that, you know, he's like, I got this jig ripper, and, you know, he looked at this, and he's like, I'm going to get a rowboat, you know, one of those row trollers, and I'm going to put six Project Xs on it. Oh, my goodness. But, I mean, that guy. <laughs> that sounds like Adam. Yeah, he's <laughs> he was a he was just a fireball of energy. And, oh, yeah. You got to go to the strip bar with him. Oh, my God. But I think I'm going to take a minute here and just explain exactly what this is for people who don't know. The Jig Ripper is a handle that will bolt onto the foregrip of your casting rod. And it's, it, I'm going to call it like a pistol grip. It just, it, it's a yeah. cylinder that comes down and you can hold onto it, you know, like, um, I, don't, I don't even know, like a pistol. Like that's why Todd said the assault rod or whatever yeah. they and it will give you some really good control and stability. And yeah, he's making them. They're looking really nice now. I mean, initially they came out black. They weren't bad, but that cork one looked really cool that I seen that he recently came out with. Well, I personally like the wraps. The okay. cork ones are nice, and you can get smaller, different different sizes. But the wraps, which have that tennis tape on them. Oh, yeah. Are pretty awesome. I mean, what it does, I mean, you know how many times, especially guys in Minnesota and Wisconsin, are doing, get that bear, the claw of your hand is just, mm-hmm. that are constantly, you know, guys that don't take a break casting is what I meant. Or, or, or take a break to troll. Guys that are all day long casting. That claw hand gets to you. This thing takes a lot of the tendonitis, the claw, the uh, hand claw grip uh, you know uh it just it's uh it, it's just something new that uh works for some people and don't for most or for works for most probably and the other part don't really try it right yeah. uh, give it some yeah. time and you know it's worth the investment we got for 20 bucks can't even buy a musky lure for 20 bucks hardly anymore you're right yeah it, it's really cool i mean i remember him showing me like you could unscrew that handle and then it really doesn't like impede your you know, your rod lockers and stuff. Okay, so that was my big thing last year. I had that one screwed on there, and the whole time, every time I was like, man, I really like that, but God, that handle gets in the way. And I picked up it's the one at the booth, and for some reason, it just hit me. I was like, I could just take this thing off and put it in the glove box every day. Exactly. And, and I, That's I, what I, I do. I pull, I, when like I'm throwing bucktails, I take them off because they're just yeah. uncomfortable for for me, I don't even ask guys to do it. Now, with number 10s or number 13s, those things do real well. Crank them. It's just awkward. It, yeah. You have to get used to it. It's like a guy changing uh, the cast right-handed or from his right side, and then yeah. has to switch hands to get to his reel. Uh, it's hard for him to learn to cast from the left side where he never has to switch the rod over. And, are you, uh, but once are, are they do, a lot of that, Tony. That's what, you know, before we get too far, like these new guys are getting the, what you would call the left-handed reel. Uh-huh. Like we didn't have that back 
20 some years ago they didn't make something like that now all these guys are showing up and they're they're always asking me do you have the reel that reels this way which is the way i run a spinning reel but i i can't put you can't put like 10 i already have like 10 trolling poles you can't put like 10 casting poles are you running into more people that are buying like a left-handed yeah but everyone of them i tell we only carry reels for normal people if you bring your own, if you have it, bring your own. That's what I tell you. Hey, I tell you what, I blew a fish in the PMTT that would have probably put us in third place because me and Captain Dave, who was a lefty, who Captain Dave passed away this past uh, week, which uh, I'm going to bring a little drink for him here real quick. Captain Dave shot a liquor. Yep. Okay, I'm back and. me and him, he said, you want me to drive for a while? I said, sure. So we left our rods the way they were. And the rod where I was standing went off. I grab it. It's a left-handed reel. Yeah. I'm yeah. thumbing around. I cannot do it. I use, I can, give me a spinning reel. I can work a, I can work a jig. But if mm-hmm. I've got, and I fought that fish like a moron. It was <laughs> 45 or better. Jumped about eight times. Everybody around the scene, it was out on a flat, and I blew it. You know, I just kept the rod tip, kept bouncing because I was jerking the reel. You're so fumbling, I know yeah. that how that is yep. for guys. But, you know, Tim Wilacki that runs the PMTT, he's been catching big fish long before there was big fish. I'm, I'm not just mm-hmm. saying that for yeah. Tim. You know, he mm-hmm. went to places, little bitty lakes, I'm talking in the 80s with his dad, and yep. I never believed a word of it till they pulled out some eight millimeter film of some giant fish, <laughs> and uh, which you know back then fifty incher was a giant fish mm-hmm. fifteen eighteen years ago until uh, Minnesota and all that clicked on. But um, he uses right handed half the day, left handed the other half, yeah. and uh, just to keep his wrist. Because he burns yep. baits. He he burns little bitty baits. And, you know, proof is in the pudding when we went up to the big Bob Mysicomer $100,000 tournament. Timmy took second on a little, uh, oh, shoot, I can't remember the name of it. It's like a dinner bell. All it was was a hook, a sinker, and a little bit of hair on it. But he burned them for four days in a row and took second place. He went about 45000 Wow, so, I'm a believer in it, but he uses left-handed half a day and right-handed. I'm I'm running into a few customers lately that are doing that. Yeah, uh, me too. Me too. So, add this younger generation. Nothing's fine with them. They got to change everything. I know. <laughs> Same thing my dad said to me, which is yeah funny. I turned yeah. sixty the other day, guys. Happy birthday! I don't believe 60. it, but I turned oh, sixty. Wow. Awesome. And uh, I was in Clendenin, West Virginia, and Jackson Clay, my buddy there, he wants he knows at midnight I'm going to be sixty. He goes, I'm going to take you to a hopping place in in North Charleston, and we're going to kick off your birthday. So uh, I go there with him. I, I pull we pull up, and I said, God damn, this place is packed. He goes, no, that's a used car lot there. We got to turn in this parking lot. <laughs> we turn in the parking lot. There's two vehicles. We get inside. Those two vehicles were owned by two fat girls. <laughs> who sing happy birthday to me 
and one of the two forgot my name when they were singing happy birthday. <laughs> so it was it was quite the exciting <laughs> birthday at sixty. Mm, what else happened in that car, Tony, when they when they sang uh happy birthday? <laughs> no, we weren't in the car. We were in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> No, my rule is not, uh, two fat people can't be in the same bed, and I got the one fat person covered. So, <laughs> or back seat if you want to go to there, you know. But anyway, yeah, oh, we uh, we had some great times on the road this year. Um, the drive from Philly to Pittsburgh—that drive is hell. Oh yeah, it's I've really, been to Philly it, about it three times hell. in my life. Honestly, you've been there more than I have. <laughs> I, I've never seen so many curves in the expressway in my life. <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. Through those mountains. It's crazy. It takes forever. You look at it, 94 miles away. But it's going to take you two and a half hours to get there. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Yeah. But uh, we've had a good year. I'm looking forward to Muskie Max. You know, uh, I can't wait to get my Project X in gear this spring, uh, cave run. Hopefully, I'm going to find some open water fish. That's my goal. Instead of just beating the rattle baits, which I'll do 80 percent of the time, but the the other 20, I'm going to get out there in some deeper water. You know, the thing I can say about Project X, and guys ask me, and Andy, you never asked me to talk about this, but the fish that bite it seem much, much bigger than the the fish you get on other lines. And uh, me and Vicky have lost two really, really. Uh, if you're a cave run and you got a, uh, a Lake Master, they got Fishing Area 19, which is uh, right in front of Clay Lake and it's on your GPS. It says good for bass and crappie or whatever. I've hooked two of the biggest muskies I've hooked in the last two years there on the Project X. And uh, I just love that thing. It, uh, it it does a great job on big fish, in my opinion. Yeah, you you cleaned house that first summer in Wisconsin with it. Oh, that thing was awesome. You know, it counted for all my big ones. I think all but one. Uh, it it really did well. Now, I, I'm going to be the first to admit my last couple years here at Cave Run's been a little rough. I'm not fishing the days that I used to. I'm still trying to get in seventy days here on the home waters, but. Uh, it, it's been halfway tough, uh, especially the trolling bite. It's kicked me in the butt now since 2014 down here on this lake. And most everybody else, which blows you away that uh, a bite can change that much. But they've just been so shallow the last uh, three winters here. We're catching them on suckers in three feet of water in November. Why, why do you think that is? You know, Andy, I quit a long time ago trying to figure why these fish do the things they do. <laughs> I like that Especially answer. in reservoirs. <laughs> the reservoirs yeah. are the worst. I mean, I never, ever get to do two springs the same thing back-to-back. Uh, -back. Rarely ever. And I told this the other day at Road Rules and uh, at Cave Run. We had Road Rules at my lodge, and it was all about high water. Me, Scott, and uh, uh, Scott Salshi and Greg Thomas all talked about high water. And uh, my first 18 years here, and let me get this right, no. My first 21 years here, I had four floods. In my last seven years here, 
I've had three major floods. So it was something we didn't have to deal with, but the weather change and the weather pattern has just changed a lot of things. And the cave run PMTTs never won two years in a row the same way. No. So reservoirs no. are tough. It's rising or falling, it's muddy or clear, or it's dead, you know, dead calm, which means the water can't go anywhere, so it gets stagnant. You know, I've been on a lot of waters that you can get dead calm, but there's an outflow somewhere. Usually when we're dead calm, they ain't flowing nothing out. And uh, it's just a very tough body of water, very rewarding, very beautiful, but it's tough. But, you know, I quit I quit 15 years ago trying to figure out why these fish do the things they do. Now, what? And, uh, I, I love that, Tony. I say it to people all the time. You're like, oh, you know, I used to keep, I, when I started when I was a little kid, I wrote these down. Like, I have the records down in my basement. You know, 1976, Muskie. I wrote the, what what I caught it on and all this stuff. And, you know, I quit a long time ago because, you know what, it just it does. There's If you can figure out a relation, now, you can't just go with this for two years. you got to wait a few years. But if you can figure out something, more power to you because people ask me yeah, all the time, you, you when's gotta, the best it's time only to think it's situational. Mm-hmm. Whatever's happening right now is what you got to figure out. Yes. Yep. I mean, it, it's just, it's really hard. To, uh, things have changed so much at Cave Run. All our deep uh, creek channels that we had 15 years ago are gone because of these major floods year after year. And the yep. creek channels that used to be an indifference of four feet now is four inches. You can't yeah, even find them on your craft. What's the... Um, talking Todd, about- I got to... Wait a minute. I got a crow to pick with you. <laughs> Boy, that video you advanced sent us, could you have had any worse audio? Oh my God! We're not. We're not too. People good loved your well, your answers, but they couldn't hear it. I had them all up around the speaker trying to hear it. I really what? like what you had to say. Why no. the hell did you have to do that in forty mile an hour winds? It well, was because it always is forty mile an hour winds. Vance and I get like one day to do this. And we yeah. figure when, yeah, when you cool. ask us. I understand. People really did like it. I wanted to thank you about it. Yeah, when when uh, you ask us for people really for videos, did like it. When you when you ask us for videos, I mean, our our looks should sell. You know, we're we're not really into talking. We we just figured. What do you mean got... we? I never seen Vance in any of the videos. Oh, I send all... I send. Yeah, be... I don't. What did you say, Greg Thomas? I'm gonna start calling you Greg Thomas. What do you think, Vance? <laughs> if, if it's a video, he's got to be the centerpiece of it. <laughs> no, but we we did uh, enjoy that. Hope that you guys will do some stuff for us again next year. Todd, I, I remember. Uh, maybe I remember maybe not that. in the wind. Maybe do it at the ramp or something. I, re- <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Right. It, it was we were blowing. just we we went fishing. I was like, I'm supposed to do some videos. We. We were talking in. Some of those are many takes because sometimes the wind would blow so hard. We like did a. The boat would spin. We like had uh, close to five hundred <laughs> views. That five hundred <laughs> so, views. Yeah, I, what you, I uh, got the Muddy Creek Fat AZ plug in there, but we did nice. appreciate it. But uh, boy, you were hard to hard to understand. Yeah. We'll try to get another guy get from North or from uh, West Virginia. That sent us video, and we never we he sent it to us three times. We never could get the video to play, so we just showed his picture up there. And I would tell people, I said, "This is a hillbilly from West Virginia," 
And he There's put a joke on He sent us a video with no pants on. So <laughs> he did a video going, look at this uh, deadhead. Look at this wily lure. And he's, you know, all we got is a picture of him up there. But it went over great all year. Every time I said, I said, remember, guys, he had no pants on. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> The thing that I find funny uh, about this We want to do that again next year uh, with some different questions, of course, but uh, it went over really good this year. People really, we did a little survey. People really liked it. We did five of you from different parts of the country. Awesome. And, uh, it's funny, a lot of the answers were just close to the same, you know? Close to the same, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I haven't seen it, so that's what I was there's wondering. Some how different. Other I like the part you know. You said just stick with it. You know, yeah. It's cold yeah. front. You can set it home, or you just go out and do it. You know, yeah. thought we barely could hear that. We were reading lips, but <laughs> we'll, we'll include subtitles <laughs> next time. Hey, I, I have uh, a that question was, though. That what? was all good. We really do appreciate it. And I know you got a good thing going up there. I tried to tell people. I tried to sell some guys the other day on you know, up there. There wanting to go to a place they've never been to before. And uh, I'm trying to convince them. There's four guys from Chicago that they need to go up there and see you guys during the summer. Appreciate yeah. that. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. We can do that. What is your best month, you think, up there? That's what we were just getting at. Tony, that is the crazy thing, you know. People ask me all the time. Last year, we last year I didn't even have that much stuff booked in August, near in advance, but we were killing them. But we had a lot. We had a mild August, like the water temps were down, the fish were going crazy. Uh, yeah, and I didn't even book that much because usually it's so high water temps, and you know I just getting my daughter back in school. I don't book a lot then. Uh, June is usually a re- great month for us, especially casting. Well, when's it open but, up uh, up there? It opens up around. It opens up the last Saturday in May, so it's almost always you get started Memorial right Day. Away. You know, uh, I mean, we, we get. I I honestly, after doing this all these years, going to Chautauqua for the last since I was a little kid, I don't know when. You know, I, I don't know what's going to be the best. The weather's going to play such a part in this. I don't the know. Wins the best here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I just don't know. Cave run water level, I've been trying to ask. Um, what di- dictates that the most? Um, is it, is it what's, what's that go- now? What? The, the water level. Uh, you know, we've had a really wet winter and into spring here, a lot of runoff. Uh, does the water up this way in the Pittsburgh area um, dictate the, the water level down there at cave run at all? Well, it, it, it helps. So what's blowing my mind right now is the Ohio River for the last 15 days has been at some of its worst. And they locked us up completely till this past weekend, and then they've opened it up full. And it's still flooded down the river. But usually the answer to that is yes. If it's coming heavy down the Ohio, they don't let us let any out. And we suck up like we did two weeks ago, went up 23 feet in nine days. And uh, because they had it closed up like a bathtub. Okay. But I will, you know, I will. That's not the highest. I've seen it come up in 1997. It came up 19 feet in 24 hours. And there was dead farm animals, farm equipment, cars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a, that is a flood. Every, 
parking lots. Jeez, that would be well, crazy. Right now, the parking lots are seven feet under. Yeah. You know, so they're not the greatest right now. Yeah. But I, this past weekend, I, I told you I had two of my guys take their daughters out. And at Longbow parking lot, they got three fish between the two boats. And the daughters got them all, two of them casting. And I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. So I'm just going to I'm gonna try to uh, elaborate a little bit more. Advance, the, the weather up here in the Mississippi watershed in our area, if, if we get a lot of rain runoff, you know, especially in the late winter, early spring, the uh, flood control, like with the Army Corps, you know, like for us, we have several around here that control, you know, the output of the runoff. And so what, Tony, what you're saying is that when they're dumping water up here, meaning the Army Corps says, okay, open up Woodcock. Union City's oh. doing this, this and that, and they we're putting all this water into essentially the Allegheny, then the Ohio. When the Ohio's up, they're holding Cave Run back. They're not opening the gates. Exactly. The Licking River is the outflow of Cave Run Lake. Runs straight in 90 miles. It's straight into the Ohio River. Mm-hmm. So if the Ohio River's high, they don't let it go. And for instance, in 1997, the year I told you it came up 19 feet in 24 hours, end up coming up 27 feet. But a signal that they have that tells the water level down the Licking River went bad, so they it told them the water was low, let it get let it out. Well, they drained Cave Run like a bathtub, and the town of Falmouth got completely wiped out. Cost the Corps of Engineers almost a billion dollars. It wiped the whole town out because of a bad signal. So, yes, what you guys do determines what happens up here for sure. Wow. I apologize for all this, the, the runoff. <laughs> oh, no, I loved it when I had a boat down the Ohio River and you guys, Pittsburgh, had the sewer problem and there was all kinds of stuff coming down the Ohio River. They're like, it is not safe to swim in the Ohio River. What do you what do you anticipate the tournament to look like, water wise? Well, that's impossible to say. You know, right now the way they're bringing it down, it uh, it could be down to regular pool by the middle of April. Um, but that's barring any more rains. You know, in March and April are our rain time. We flooded this time in February. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, no telling. If it doesn't get crazy, it'll be normal. But who knows what's going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, 16, 17, we didn't have any high water problems at all. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but of course, 15 and 11, we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Well, I think this will be a great place to wrap this one up. We're an hour and 11 into it. Tony, you got any plugs? No, man. I just appreciate you guys uh, hollering at me for this one, and I'll see you guys this weekend. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, see you, man. I'm days. looking forward to it. Oh, I can't wait to see you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I, I got something for you. Oh, cool. So. I, I like uh, somethings. Somethings, yeah. I'm going to. I'll surprise you. So, uh, all right, man. I appreciate guys really do. Uh, uh, bring me an extra uh, Project X for uh, Jeremy. Okay, I will do that. All right, man. 
All right. So hey, guys, appreciate it. Good luck this year, and we'll see you this weekend. But I know it's going to be good. Vance, don't outdo Todd. I know if he's like Greg and you outfish him, he gets really nasty. Oh <laughs> gosh, I'm good. <laughs> I heard some stories about that. <laughs> yeah, Lance was tell- or Vance was telling us some too. <laughs> <laughs> It don't happen that often, though. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jeez, Greg of the North. Shots fired. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll see you guys. All right. Later, Thank guys. you, Tony. Uh-huh. Thanks a lot. Yep. Bye-bye. I'll talk to you later. All right. Well, big thanks to uh, Muskie's Inc. Check them out. Join your local chapter. Um, we talked quite a bit about them in this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vic's Marine Sports Center. Ranger Boats, St. Croix Rods. That was uh, Tony hanging up. There we go. So, um, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. That's Vance and Todd. Fatty Z Musky Products, fattyzmusky.com. Online store's up and going. Musky Tackle Online's going to just got a whole nice shipment of stuff. So is Team Rhino, his exclusive colors. A gigantic box full. Enormous box full. So... They'll probably put them up, I'm going to imagine, next week sometime after. I think there's a Minnesota show going on. Mm-hmm. I think there is. Yeah. This weekend, mm-hmm. so I don't anticipate anything getting done then. They're probably getting the baits tomorrow. So, anyways, with all that, you know, check out Muskie Road Rules. You heard Tony Grant. Uh, him and Greg Thomas, they're the backbones there. And am I missing anything? Chautauqua Lake Showdown, June 23rd up on Chautauqua Lake. Get a hold of Zach Baker to sign up. All right. I like it. Um, if you guys are in the area, come see us at the Muskie Max because uh, this will be the last show we're talking about it for a while. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, thanks for listening. Good luck fishing.